Hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes and Technology. My name is Opal Singleton and we come to you every Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. Well, it's been an up and down time in this world of fighting human trafficking and sextortion and social media exploitation. That's what this show is all about. This show is brought to you by Million Kids. That is M-I-L-L-I-O-N, millionkids.org. We serve as the training and outreach coordinator for the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. That is a group of men and women, people who are truly my heroes, They go out in the middle of the night and take on the worst of the worst. And that is people who sell other people's bodies. I don't think it gets any worse than that. Now, we have a new case I want to announce today. And then we have a very special guest. So I want to get onto it right after that. But this case was actually started in January of 2022. So a lot of these cases are really quite complex and uh, take time to investigate. It's kind of a joint effort in this particular case with the Riverside County Sheriff's Department and Los Angeles County, as well as Las Vegas and Seattle uh, law enforcement. So that tells you that it's a pretty complex case. Back in January, our team learned that Lloyd Turner, 29 years old from Riverside, was involved in the crime of human trafficking. So on June 28th of 2022, the Human Trafficking Task Force in Riverside County, along with the Special Enforcement Bureau, served a search warrant at 3500 block of Lemon Street here in Riverside. During the serving of that particular search warrant, they found a stolen AK-47. Magazines and ammunition were located inside his facility. Turner was arrested and transported to the county jail for human trafficking, pimping, pandering, possession of an assault weapon, and possession of stolen property. Now, if you know anything about a situation of proposed or purported human trafficking by Lloyd Turner, the task force is asking you to come forward and bring in more information. I will have all of this at millionkids.org if you want to track it down. But we're asking you to contact the Riverside County Human Trafficking Task Force. Deputy Mario Chavez is handling the case, and you can reach him at 951-955-1700, 951-955-1700. The reason I wanted to take the time out to share with you about this case is just to show you how violent so many of these human trafficking cases get. I mean, think about it. You're a young girl. You get mixed up with somebody online. You fall in love. Next thing you know, he's putting you out into forced prostitution. And the next thing you know, you're hanging around with somebody who has an AK-47. You wonder why these kids don't run. You wonder why we fight so hard to get them free. Well, just think about how that works. So that is the mission of Million Kids is to do prevention and intervention of human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography. So many of you who have known me and follow me over the years, and by the way, I just want to say how, how special that is. I, I just took a week's vacation 
and I am long overdue for that. And uh, I, I thought about you guys many times. So many of you write to me after one of these shows, or I'll meet you when I go out to dinner somewhere and you say, I never miss your show. And it's amazing how many people recognize my voice. I, I don't know what's strange about it, but that's how it works. But I want you to know how important you are to this this organization, and also in helping us combat trafficking. Well, over the last few years, I have done a massive amount of research. And several years back, I came across a lady who I began to follow because I thought that she truly was a leader. And I, I'm very careful when I do my research, who I follow and uh, what I read, and I want to make sure that it's honest and appropriate and, and balanced in their thinking. This lady is named Linda Lattimore, and Linda is a lawyer. She's a corporate executive. She's a business strategy. She's worked for general counsel for many multinational corporations and the chief of fraud section of the U.S. Attorney's Office. So you talk about some strong credentials. Here we go. But I really love her writing style. I love her attitude. I love her uh, zest for taking on the world's problems and empowering other people to be able to use the talents they have to do that. So with that, I want to introduce Linda and uh, have her first just tell you a little bit about her journey, who she is, and what she uh, is all about. Linda, you want to uh, join on here with us? Yes. Good morning, Opal. How are you? I'm good. Well, I'm, you know, I'm recovering from a vacation. <laughs> so what do you expect? <laughs> well, that's the price you pay, right? That's right. When you go to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, trust me, it's hard to come back to reality. Yeah. You know, gosh, you and I go back a long ways. We really do. We met a really long time ago. Uh -huh. And uh, a lot's happened since then. A lot is a reflection of a whole lifetime of things that happened. Um, you know, I, I was born in Fort Worth, but we moved to Peru when I was five. Peru. Wow. Yes. We were in Lima, Peru. My dad was in international business and we were there until I was five. I mean, until I was 12, then moved on to Mexico City until I was 14. So you speak and Spanish. I speak Spanish. And then we came back to the United States finally, but he continued to move with his work. And I was one of those five high schools in four years kid, you know, wow. so uh, almost felt like military. Uh, but things like that, you know you start getting soul imprints really early mm -hmm. on in your life. I call them, it's like a big, you know, thumb imprint on your forehead or something. I think right. we all have them. We all have them, but we, we don't often stop to, to think about those. And I've had a lot of time to think about why things are important to me. Um, and it's based on, you know, life experiences. Uh, I'm right. sure you see this every day in the work that you do. Right. I think it's those life experiences that take people like yourself, myself, uh, down a particular direction because you start to get a vision of an issue that you think you might be able to address. Absolutely. And, you know, that's exactly what happened to me because being a kindergartner in, in Lima, and at the, now we're talking a really long time ago, Lima is <laughs> a very sophisticated city these days, but, you know, all those years ago, decades ago, not so much. Um, I can remember there was an extreme amount of poverty. Uh, mm -hmm. Still is, still mm -hmm. is, but it was very, very, very visible. And when you're five and another little child comes up with his hand out to you and you, you don't know what they want because you've never experienced hunger yourself. That's but right. You know, but you know they need something from you and right. they're, they're asking for something. 
I remember that that has stuck with me and it has shown up in many forms in my life, that sense of wanting to equalize the playing field. It became right. very important to me. And now, you know, in my 60s, I have been striving my entire life to do that in many, in many ways, whether it's poverty or for women or just, I, I find myself fighting for the underdog all the time. And I really do believe that was that what I call soul imprint that was placed on me at five when that first little child came up with his handout. Yeah. You know, we we have so much in common that way. I I didn't get into this business until I retired. And, um, you know, I did the RV thing and the cruise thing for a little bit. But then I thought, you know, there's more that needs to be done here. And if you have the skills, if you have the expertise, if you have the vision, then, you know, it seems like nothing can hold you back. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it seems it's interesting when I look back at, at my life, it seems, and I, and this is no chip on the shoulder conversation. It's just sort of, <laughs> it's just sort of the way things happened. Right. But I really felt like I was constantly um, having to face this issue, you know, having going to five high schools in four years, the kids don't really come up to you. I mean, right. face it, junior high, high school kids, they've already got their cliques, they've already got their groups, and the new kid just gets kind of, you have to figure out, you have to go do yourself. If you want to make any friends, you have to go reach out first. And then I got to, you know, business school, I majored in finance and accounting, I got to business school, and there was very few women back then yes. in business school, right? right? And then there was only six women in my law school class. And then as I moved <laughs> through my career, most of the time I was the only woman in the C-suite. Uh -huh. So it's just, it's just been interesting how I may have started at age five, but over and over and over again, I have seen this idea of inequity mm -hmm. and have wanted to, I'm a fixer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Can't help myself. <laughs> My husband will say, leave it alone. Oh, leave it I, alone. <laughs> I can't help myself. I gotta, I gotta jump in and see if I can find a solution. You know, uh, all about solutions. I hear you. Well, we're coming up against the break, folks. Our guest today is Linda Lattimore. She's from the San Diego area. She is a social entrepreneur, and we're going to get deep into that at the next section. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Listen up, folks. You no longer have to drive out of the IE for a great restaurant experience. The Toasted Barrel, an upscale casual steakhouse located in Corona, has been winning award after award for their great diverse menu, service, ambience, wine, and cocktails. Customers call the barrel the perfect date night. Inland Empire Magazine has awarded them Best Restaurant four years in a row. Wine Spectator recognized the Toasted Barrel's wine program for their award of excellence. Toasted Barrel is famous for their certified Angus beef, prime, wagyu, and Kobe steaks, and they have some of the best pasta and seafood around. With happy hour and daily specials every day of the week, their appetizers and drink selections are the best around. Live music starts every Friday and Saturday at 5.30. Planning a dinner party, wedding rehearsal, family gathering, or holiday party? Look up Toasted Barrel online and make your reservation today. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. I want to tell you about a book I wrote called Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers. It's all about how predators access, groom, recruit, and exploit our young people using social media, online gaming, video chat rooms. Technology is changing at the speed of light, and we have to understand how to keep our kids safe from predators. 
So you can get this book by going to www.meandkids.org. It's $16. I'll sign it and I'll ship it to you personally. We hope that you will order this book, Educate Yourself About How to Keep Our Kids Safe in This Day of Changing Technology. Join us each Saturday for our radio show at Exploited Crimes and Technology at 3 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Real estate sales in the Inland Empire are really hot. Sellers and buyers recognize that these low interest rates will not last. Sean and Colleen at Caldwell Banker Armstrong Properties in Riverside are proud to sponsor this show. They are the best in the Inland Empire. They're fair, honest, creative, and they care about you and your situation. If you're in the market to buy or sell a home, call Sean and Colleen at 951-529-4066. AM 590, the answer. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. My name is Opal Singleton. I'm the host of your show. And today we have a very special guest, a lady that I have known off and on over the last 10 years, probably Linda Lattimore. And one of the things that Linda has done that I find very, very inspirational is she's written a book called Solutionaries. It's kind of like missionaries, if you are. Um, Linda, tell us about the journey that you took in creating that book, what that book is all about, and why somebody might want to purchase that book. You know, I call Solutionaries my accidental book, because (laughs) the truth of the matter is I was working on another book. Uh I was working on a very corporate book to try and help companies create social impact programs. And and long before, now you're hearing about it every day, right? Your Uh newsfeed is full of what companies should be doing. So this was a few years ago. And I started getting phone calls from complete strangers, you know, hello, Mm -hmm. I've been referred to you. And um, I don't want to do what I was doing. I want to do something else that makes my heart feel good, but I need to make money. Right. And I got four phone calls in like five days from complete strangers. And so I closed the laptop and just sort of looked up and went, okay, what are you asking me to do this time? Like, (laughs) what do I do with all these people? You know, so what I decided to do was pull them all together. It was quite a handful of them, pull them all together and see if I could help them. I I told them at the time, I, I won't charge you anything. I just, I, let's see if I can help you. And so I ran ahead of them writing a lot of worksheets and we would meet at my house once a week. Uh, in a mastermind format. Mm-hmm. And we started looking at the things that they valued based on right. their life experience, M- much like we just talked about a few minutes ago, mine having to be with an equity. Every single one of us has something that's important to us because of right. a lot of experience. And then do other people actually know that that's important to us? Because our LinkedIn profiles tend to have things like just your job duties. I don't mm-hmm. actually know who you are as a human being. Unless I li- unless you put in there some of the things that you value, right? Mm-hmm. Just as a person. Right, right. Um, and then I had this idea of doing sort of like a vision board. But of course, they had no vision because <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know where they were going. So we did a precursor to a vision board. And we began to look at the things that they that were important, three things that were important to them and three things that bothered them. They could, it needed to be really socially related because I believe that that's where the heart work is when it has to do with some kind of social issue. Uh, they brought in pictures and we sort of talked about those. They picked one and we moved into the next section was, okay, who, what group of people are actually working to solve that particular issue? Uh-huh. Okay, Cause that's probably your tribe. The, the kind of people that are doing the things that you can connect with 
for some reason. And then we looked at the values of that organization or that person. Are they in line with yours? Because if they're not, there's no chance for success. And at the end of it, they kind of walked out, all of them going, I know what I want to do. And I know who I want to do with it. And we'd redone their LinkedIn profiles and their other resumes or whatever else they had to show who they were so they would attract the kind of people who are also interested in, in what they were doing. It was it was really successful and they were really happy about it. And so I took those materials and sent them to a publisher and it ended up, quite frankly, it did pretty well. It ended up in a book called Solutionaries, You Were the Answer, because I mm-hmm. believe that each of us have an answer to a piece of this jigsaw puzzle. And I think it ended up number one on Amazon at, at some oh point my God. time. It, it, did, it did well. Obviously, there's a tremendous amount of people. It's even more obvious in today's world with this mm-hmm. great resignation, we're all on a quest right now right. to find work that is meaningful to us. And we just need a path. You know, Linda, in, in having this conversation with you, it, it occurs to me just how valuable you are to people. Um, I, I'm sure just like you, I get calls all the time. People want to do something. Uh, yeah. They see a problem and it it's a problem that that seems to just be very, very important to them. And and yet they don't have the skill set. They don't. I mean, in your case, you're an attorney, you're a writer, you're a business strategist. Uh, you you've dealt with corporations and yet you're still an individual on a journey. And so you are uniquely positioned to help people start to understand who they are, especially as they get towards retirement. I think, you know, people don't think about who am I? What are my skills? What do I care about? What are my values? And then how do I make that into something that's actionable that can make a difference in our society? And you're really uniquely positioned to do that. Well, and honestly, what I think they don't think about is, and it's really kind of a hot topic right now in the workforce is, what they used to call, I think they're still calling it, and, I, and none of us really like it, soft skills, <laughs> which are really your interpersonal skills, right? As mm-hmm. compared to hard skills, which would be technical skills. And you can learn technical skills. Anyone can go to school, right. you can all, right? Soft skills, there's ones you may be better at just because of who you are as a human being in terms of communication or, or collaboration or anything else, right? Mm-hmm. But those have now risen above by the recruiters in a higher category than the technical skills because they realize they can teach them that, but they can't teach people how to be necessarily be good team players and bring in this, right? right? So that's the beauty of this work is it forces you to, to put your soft skills in your resume and hold them out for the world to see. And I, I think I've been doing a lot of work with women because I noticed that with women, because they called it soft skills, they would always say, oh, there's the feminine skills or the soft skills, the masculine skills or the hard skills, right? Well, it kind of, it sounded sort of derogatory. It didn't sound like it was actually great. A lot of the women were like, I hate it called soft skills, right? I have everything, right? Uh, they should just say interpersonal versus technical, but it was, they're still stuck in that. I think that many women coming back into the workforce or many women, like you say, who are moving into retirement, maybe change, trying to change into another career, more, more of a value-based career, haven't stopped to think about their life experiences, right? If you never had education, you're going to value education. If you never was able to use your voice, it's going to be important to you to be, to be able to speak and use your voice. All these things 
actually show up what is critical to you based mm-hmm. on the way your life was came out, so to speak. And it's not over yet, right? But, you know, the way it's been, the road you've been on. I think that it often accompanies a transition also in people's lives. Like, um, you know, I have a a daughter whose kids have been very successful, but they're gone. And now who is she? You know, what what is she all about? She has all this time. She has expertise. And she's trying to figure that out. And and believe it or not, I went through something like that, even after I'd been with me and kids about, uh, oh, I guess probably 10 years, my husband passed away. And suddenly it was like, who am I? Who am I without that person? And uh, I think that uh, or you'll move to a new community. I had that happen to me in my uh, middle ages and uh, it felt like middle ages. We moved to Ogden, Utah. <laughs> but it's You're like, in the middle ages. <laughs> yeah, I, we just visited there and I'm like, well, but anyway, uh, but I think it's when you go through a massive change, it, it's important to stop and take inventory of who you are as an individual, of what your strengths, what your power is, what what you would like to do with that, and then you know assess that. I think that's very important, rather than to deny it and just feel like you're floundering. Yeah, I, I you know we've all read and heard for many years that a little bit when you're cracked open, whether it's through the death of a loved one or you lost your job or something, that's when the light comes in. Interesting, like, right? Yeah. The loud the, the light can come through the cracks finally, and 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 you can open up to new experiences, but it's really, I got to tell you, it's really hard. I've been through this metamorphosis many times. <laughs> I mean, I haven't been on any straight road at all. <laughs> I mean, look at solutionaries. One minute I was thinking I was helping, you know, working on a corporate legal project. The next minute I was helping a bunch of women at my dining room table, try and figure out their next steps. And now that has really become the trajectory that I'm on, you know, is, is uh-huh. really helping these folks and helping companies also, you know, if um if someone wants to buy solutionaries, where do they buy it at? So it's on Amazon. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's under my name. It's under solutionaries. Um, and I think I sent you the the link as well. I don't know if there's right. a place that it can be posted, but yes. and, and my you know, my website doesn't have the it's weirdly enough, my website, the lindalottimore.com website doesn't have the book link on it now that you said that, but it, uh-huh. but it is on Amazon on there. And I and then the other classes that I offer are all on there as well under Solutionaries Academy. Okay, we're getting ready to come up against a break. I want to talk about those classes because I want the public to know about them. Uh, you are relatively local, uh, even, and who doesn't want to go to San Diego for a yes. day or so? <laughs> I love it down there. I would love that too. Yeah, right. Anyway, um, uh, but we will talk more about that. Your website is emeraldlakebooks.com. No, my website, nope. that that's my publisher's website. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's my, so Emerald Lakes, they did an amazing job. I, I love those people over there. So I also want to give them a big, a big kudos. Uh, Tara mm-hmm. Alamey is a wonderful publisher if anyone's looking for help. My website is very simple. It's my name, lindalattimore.com. Okay, and we'll spell that out after the break for the folks. So we're up against that break. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. Societal Shift, A World Without Borders and a Home Without Walls. This is the most important book you will read this year, especially if you have children or grandchildren. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by internet, more than six billion people coming together. Technology will provide many great advantages for our kids, but a world without borders for our kids is also a world without borders for pimps, predators, pedophiles, cartels, and organized crime. 
It is a home without walls because 87% of the kids sleep with their phone. It is the greatest societal experiment of all time. Our kids are technology geniuses and their parents are technophobic. Some are techno impotent. New apps come with no warnings on how a predator will use them against our kids. Advancing technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, artificial intelligence, cryptocurrency, and the dark net will challenge law enforcement, teachers, and parents to keep kids safe. Recent research states that 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed with a naked photo and 58% will meet their predator. It is indeed a societal shift and one in which most parents are unprepared. If you are a parent or grandparent, teacher, counselor, or social worker, please take time to read Societal Shift. Only $18.99 plus $6 shipping. Order today at millionkids.org. That's millionkids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N-K-I-D-S dot org. It'll be the greatest gift you can give your family and yourself. Order Societal Shift today. Million Kids takes checks and credit cards. Opal Singleton, the author, will personally sign the book and send it to you. Again, go to millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. Join Million Kids. Keep our kids safe from predators. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. My name is Opal Singleton. And we have a guest today, Linda Lattimore, L-I-N-D-A, Lattimore, L-A-T-T-I-M-O-R-E, just so that uh, you can visualize that in your head. Now, Linda does some personalized training uh, through something called Cross Sector Institute. And I would like to, at this point, just turn it over to Linda. Tell us what that is, what kind of training, you know, if you're if you're listening today to this show and you think that you really would like some hands-on personalized training of figuring out who you are and what you want to be in life and how to get there, uh, I want our people to understand what it is that you offer. So the reason that I named the company Cross Sector Institute was I wanted to see if we could bring the sectors together, the for-profit, the nonprofit, the government, the citizen sectors to come together to try and find solutions to all of this madness that's going on out there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the nonprofits had been anointed the problem solvers for social issues for so long, but they didn't have the money that the corporate world had. And quite right. frankly, in many instances, they didn't have the managerial expertise that some of the for-profit sector had. Mm-hmm. So you've probably been watching lately, but the for-profit sector has jumped in. They're CEO activists. Everybody's beginning to jump in. They're realizing that they're going to have to come in and help mm-hmm. um, to, to solve some of this stuff out there, whether it's quick vaccines or whatever, you know, with global pandemics or supply chain issues, they're realizing that they, there's some very big social issues out there. They need to come together. Right. So the reason that's why I named it Prospect was to begin dialogue, right? Um, what we're seeing in the business sector is they all have these social impact programs right now. So they're calling it ESG, they're calling it other things, but, but they're realizing that employees want to work for companies that are actually doing right by the world, right. you know, and, and the not just focused on the quarterly results, but actually care about their employees and green and all kinds of stuff. So, you know, we've been watching this great resignation that they're calling it. So many people have quit their jobs during the pandemic because they're hungry to contribute in some way to to work that's meaningful, right? And so, and so, oh my gosh, the the businesses are sort of in a world of hurt. 
looking for top talent or any talent in some instances right now. <laughs> Just and, like body in some cases. Absolutely, right? <laughs> and so they're really having to reshift and retool and move more into a social impact space where they're, they're having to go ahead and pick up these programs or they're not competitive at all. But at the same token, we're finding that we now have all of these, you know, this whole workforce sector and what they're looking for, it's very interesting to me, what they're looking for is actually joy. I mean, it used to be job satisfaction. Really? Joy, like, yes, huh? I think it's a joy factor. They're looking for something that, that makes their, you know, I used to say their heart account as full as their bank account. They want more, right? Mm-hmm. And they're not right. going to settle. They're not going to settle for any less than that right? Mm -hmm. So they're stepping out. Many of them are creating their own businesses in some form of social entrepreneurship or social, at least some kind of social impact, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that was the group that originally came to me for Solutioneers. They wanted to do something else. And yeah, that was 2018. So imagine since the pandemic, how many people are here now, right? Um, once, Once I took some folks through that, then all of a sudden they said to me, well, now we know what we want to do, but we don't know how to do it because we don't have, like, we don't know how to set this business up. We don't know whatever. So I created a whole nother program called Ready to Launch. And it's a 28 day boot camp, although it can be set up in a couple different ways. Wow. Where, they, where we're actually helping people do their business plans and create some kind of social enterprise, which means they're creating a business that has some kind of purpose to it to help mm-hmm. solve a problem, or at least know they have an impact. They may mm-hmm. have their regular business selling widgets, but they also want to have an impact in the community, doing something good for the world. So, mm-hmm. so that program is now going as well. So it's sort of a bifurcated step. You don't know what you want to do, come into here. You know what you want to do, but you don't know how to do it. I want to make sure that they're able to, you know, really have the skill set to move that business forward. You know, that's an interesting thought. I had never really, um, you know, I so many days I just spend knee deep and, you know, finding human trafficking and it's it is who I am, what I do. But the pandemic changed all of us, I think, and um, in some ways, very good, because I think that you do stop and say what's important in your life. Um, you know, if you've lost a loved one, which I did in my case, my daughter uh, to COVID, you you really kind of stop and realize life is, um, you know, it's finite and um, it, you better decide what's important to you. And I think that y- your your point here is that that's been kind of a movement around the world oh, of yes. people saying, yes, I want to work, but I want to work in a way that is significant. But again, as uh, unless you've grown up in the corporate world, you probably need a great deal of uh, direction and thought processes and develop strategy to be able to do it effectively. And also, I don't even use the word purpose or passion. Uh, I used the word legacy one night with a friend. We were all having a, a a bite to eat. And he said, Oh my God, Linda, are you telling me now I have to have a legacy too? <laughs> yeah. He was like, Oh no, you know? I mean, so I've quit using those big words because they're a bit daunting to people. So, you know, what if you thought you only had one passion? You didn't know what it was. You just feel like you'd wasted your life. I mean, the truth is we all have many passions and there's many things that we can do for purposes, right? And there's many ways to find it, but we have to really understand 
what's important. It's not just words we pulled out of the air, honesty, integrity, this, right? Yeah, it's right. really something that's happened to us that has made us shift our perception of the world mm-hmm. that has created an importance to us. And with that, we can then go find exactly the perfect niche for that person use mm-hmm. their skills to either create a company or at least help them find work in a location they want to be at. Right. It, it's uh, the other thing I've noticed. I uh, I got involved myself uh, when I first started this company. I was a glass artist. And lately, you know, because of all the pressure of what is going on in the law, I find myself returning to that painting and doing glass art and things like that. And I find myself wanting to do, I, I own artistagainsttrafficking.com, which I haven't set up yet. But I thought, you know, not all nonprofit work has to be work that is um, all just corporate. You can be creative in how you find yourself in problem solving. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it was interesting when I've taken these classes up, the last one on the ready to launch, I had half nonprofit and half for profit. Uh So, you know, it was kind of interesting moving around in the lingo in there because it's a little different, but they all were focused on something that was going to better the world. Mm hmm. Right. Yeah. All of them were in some yeah. way. And, and you know, it doesn't have to be. OK, so I got stuck with global poverty at age five. I mean, <laughs> I'll probably never solve global poverty. But I mean, it could be that the traffic light down the street is uh-huh. not working. And these elementary school, you know, that could be the sure. thing that you want to fix. And that is very significant. That may yes, save the is. life of a child. Mm-hmm. So we don't it doesn't have to be some massive issue which we feel like they are because they're in the newspaper, on the news all the time. They're massive issues. You're not going to fix gun control today or any of these human trafficking. Today. One person can't right. solve the whole issue, but they can take a piece of it. Right. Right. So, and- Linda, if someone wants to get a hold of you and find out how to get involved with, for instance, Cross Sector Institute or maybe arranging a one-on-one consultation or something, how do they go about reaching you? Well, honestly, I'm happy to give my personal email out. It's very simple. It's Linda at lindalattimore.com. I mean, I I actually have all those calendars and everything on my website, but it's really easier just to send me a note. And and I do personal coaching as well for people if they really want one-on-one or we have cohorts. It's fun to have a kitchen cabinet. Uh Uh-huh. And you work with corporations too, right? I do. I do. I I try and help them or I do help them set up, you know, impact programs. We we go back and we look at what the employees really, what's important to the employees. I call it a trickle up theory. What's Mm -hmm. actually important to your employees. Then we'll figure that out. We push that up to the management and say, this is where they, your company can make a social impact and how it supports your business strategy. Rather than having the CEO come in and say, gee, I think we'll work for this particular nonprofit. And that's going to be your social impact. And then nobody cares. Because they don't resonate with it. Right. So that's the kind of work I do with the companies. I suppose you could do that also with uh, foundations, people that that are philanthropic. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's really just a matter of taking the best information you have, honing Mm -hmm. it down and coming up with the correct answer. Interesting. Interesting. Well, our guest today is Linda Lattimore. Her last name is spelled L-A-T-T-I-M, like Mary, O-R-E, L-A-T-T-I-M-O-R-E. Linda is an individual that is a great writer. You'll be sure and want to follow her. We'll put all that information on our website. But uh, she just recently wrote an article about uh, terminology with technology that got my attention and started this, uh, this interview. And it was really, really good. My name is Opal Singleton. We're up against that break, so we'll be right back. 
Custom Service Systems, a proud supporter of Million Kids, is a family-owned and operated commercial cleaning company servicing the Inland Empire and surrounding areas since 1974. CSS takes pride in their ability to maintain the business facilities they serve and their long-lasting relationships with their valued clients. CSS provides a variety of cleaning systems customized to client needs, including deep cleaning and disinfectant to be COVID-19 compliant. From basic office cleaning to windows and floors, CSS will clean up your mess so you don't have to stress. Custom Service Systems cares about families and communities and wants to give back. Custom Service Systems are proud supporters of Million Kids to keep kids safe from predators. If you need the best cleaning services for your business or corporation, contact Custom Service Systems at cssclean.com. Again, cssclean.com or call 951-781-9345. That's 951-781-9345. You will know you found the best. Custom Service Systems. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. Let me tell you about my friend Doris Anderson at Remax Realty in Upland. She is amazing. She's kind, she's patient, but she listens. And she's informed and she will help you with your real estate transaction in a way that works for you. Doris, in full disclosure, often supports the work of Million Kids because she cares about young people. But she knows how to analyze a market, how to market a property, and how to find just the right transaction for both buyers and sellers. If you're looking to buy or sell real estate or invest in income property, contact Doris Anderson at Remax Realty 951-733-8899. That's 951-733-8899. 951-733-8899. This message is all about Million Kids, the organization that helps locate missing kids throughout Southern California and educates to keep kids safe from predators. Million Kids educates school administrators, teachers, parents, and teenagers how predators identify a potential victim and the methods they use to recruit innocent kids. BMW of Riverside is a proud supporter of Million Kids. Visit BMW of Riverside at the Adams Street exit off the 91 freeway or click bmwofriverside.com. AM 590, the answer. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. My name is Opal Singleton. Our organization is Million Kids, millionkids.org. And I'd ask you to please be sure and go on and sign up for our insider alerts. We, uh, about once a week, sometimes twice a week, we announce new cases. We uh, talk about changes in technology, which is what uh, alerted me to something that Linda wrote recently. We talk about how to deal with things like sextortion and online social media exploitation as a parent. I think I think this is one of the most challenging times in all of history to be a parent because your kids are online and they know more than you do. So follow us at millionkids.org. Go in and sign up for those insider alerts. We'll keep you educated. Now, we have a guest today, Linda Lattimore. She has an absolutely fantastic book, Solutionaries. I would recommend, I'm going to ask her to give you her website before we close and how to reach her or go to Amazon and put in the word solution 
Aries, and uh, be sure and order that book. And with that, Linda and I were talking at break that uh, she has helped a lot of women. And of course, that appeals to me because Me and Kids focuses heavily on helping women, women who are in the life and the life of uh, sex trafficking and like that. And there are many ways people come to me and say, how do I get involved? And it's like, you don't have to have that background. There are ways to help, like helping foster kids, educating yourself about the subject, becoming just making sure you're a strong mother and a grandmother. There are many things that you can do. But as Linda has often pointed out here, you really need to know yourself and your strong point. And that's really the work that she does. With that, Linda, uh, tell us your passion in helping women. Well, um, you know, it's, it's, I feel like I've been in that space for so long, being a woman, being a woman who felt like she was the only woman so many times. And, uh, and then actually when I moved to San Diego 20 years ago, um, I invited four girlfriends to play golf and 20 decided they wanted to come. Now, none of us really knew what we were doing by the, by the way, (laughs) we were just playing at golf. Um, but anyway, that's such a great time that I did it a couple months later and 65 women showed up and then a couple months later and 95 women showed up and they said, uh, we hear you have the best net networking events in San Diego to take PayPal. Now, I didn't even know what it was. Imagine <laughs> that. This is 20 years ago, PayPal. Uh, and I didn't really want to start an organization, but they were having a great time. So we started. I started something called Women's Global Network. And um, anyway, very long story short, I ended up in 10 cities in six countries doing microfinance projects. Oh, my gosh. Helping, helping very poor women who had no access to capital Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get maybe 10 or $12 in a small loan enough to buy a goat or, you know, some sure. kind of agricultural stuff. If you know anything about micro loans, mm-hmm. um, you know, for me, it felt like at that point I was, I don't know how old I was, but anyway, you know, I felt like I was looking at the mothers of that little five-year-old that I had now, you know, run across when I was in Peru, who'd come with his handout. Suddenly I was working with moms, Africa, not Peru, but working with moms. And um, that really took over my life for a lot of years, even though I was uh, running around working in, as general counsel of another company. But, um, but it was just once again a reminder that these women had many life experiences that, cre- that made them who they were. I mean, they didn't have running water. They didn't have electricity. Right. They truly had very, very little, right? But they had lived through a lot of things that had that had showed up in their life um, and made them the strong woman that they were that were trying to step forward and have a better life for their kids and for themselves. And I see that every single day. I mean, I see it. I see it in teenagers who are who are trying to figure it all out right now. Yes. And I see it in single moms. I was a single mm-hmm. mom for many, many years. I, I see it in. Um, people who've lost their jobs, who've lost family, you know, in the last couple of years. I mean, the rug has been pulled out from underneath us and people are are in a whirling dervish right now trying to trying to pull it all together. And we have to keep going back. But I stress with the gals that I work with, we have to keep figuring out who we are and go Mm -hmm. and we look at, you know, for example, one of the first things we do, and I've done it, whether I'm giving talks or whether it's part of the class or it's in the book as well, is have them take like, you know, 10 or 15 circumstances that shifted their perception in life, something that happened when they were 
uh, in elementary schools, uh, something that happened when they got their first apartment, something that happened in their first job. What happened in there in that experience that made you change the way that you were thinking and value something? If mm-hmm. somebody was a real jerk to you as a boss, you're going to probably want to be a better boss and also work for a better boss because it's a very right. yin yang. You want to put out what you're hoping you'll find yourself as well. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really the great work with a lot of women who are stepping into the workforce, either for the first time mm-hmm. or coming back, circling back around as a boomer going, I think I'd like a third career. And this time I want to be able to give back. I mean, right. maybe I'm financially in a better place. Mm-hmm. We still have to keep going back to what makes us who we are and what's important to us. And what do I bring to the table in addition to a college degree or whatever else? Because if you're a foster kid, that is stuck yeah. out and you're 18 or 19, you're stuck in this gap right now, right? And you, you need still have much to offer based on what happened to you in the first 18 years. You just need someone to help decipher. And I, and I have worked with, uh, I do some mentoring with some kids and I have them go through the same process. Mm-hmm. What happened that made this important to you? Okay, now how can we show the world that this is important to you so you find the right group of people? Right. Right, so very powerful are- work. We're coming to the end. Um, get, you spell out your uh, how to contact you. You do personal counseling, you do corporate work, you do uh, group work, and then individuals can purchase your book. Uh, so uh, give me one more time. It is lindalatimore.com, L-I-N-D-A-L-A-T-T-I-M-O-R-E.com. The book is Solutionaries. You are the answer at um, Amazon if you want to purchase it there. Um, anything else you want to say here? No, as and, and if you, you're most welcome to send me a note at Linda at LindaLattimore.com, and I will respond. Good. I will respond. You're probably faster than me. I'm behind. No. Well, you've <laughs> been on vacation, vacation, so you deserve to be a little bit behind. That's totally fine. At that vacation, I deserve to be far behind. (laughs) Well, folks, thank you so much for listening to us today. We so much appreciate each and every one of you. These have been really, really challenging times in uh, the world of fighting human trafficking. As many of you know, we for a long time fought the uh, bill SB 357. It has been signed into law by Governor Newsom. We're not quite sure how that's going to affect everything. Uh, I don't believe it's going to be for the good but it's going to be challenging. And many of you have come on that journey with us. Many of you have written me notes of encouragement. Uh, We are going to regroup. You know, we're tough when the tough, when things get tough, the tough get going. Right. And that's what we're going to do here. We're going to continue on these women and men, but especially the women are worth fighting for. And that's true of our kids as they go online. The, The thing that I have time to think out over the last week of stepping back is Never before in history is it more important than it is right now to have the right conversations with our children, to infuse into them that sense of values, that sense of right and wrong, regardless of everything else that's going on out there. When you take shortcuts in your moral values, you're going to pay a price. And I really think that that's where we're at in our society is if there's ever an important time to be a parent. It is now. Uh, Lately, I've met several parents who have 
stay-at-home moms with their teenagers. And I applaud you because this is a time for your teenagers to know who they are and what they stand for. If they're going to play out there on the World Wide Web and they take shortcuts or start finding some relationship that they can't validate, they're going to pay a price. So we're still here, folks. We're still fighting. We're for prevention. We're for intervention. We're for supporting families. And we're here for you. If you want to contact me at Opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org, I'd be happy to take your call. And of course, if you can support us financially. I met with the producers of our film, Sextortion, The Hidden Pandemic. Uh, it is starting to be debuted. They've been preparing the, the work that needs to take place to be able to get it in the schools for our kids, starting in the fall through uh, National Association for Missing and Exploited Children. So you'll start to see it come out this fall. And I want to reassure all of you that we could not have done this without you. This has been a very long journey, a three-year journey for me. But God has come through. You've come through. I appreciate each and every one of you that go to millionkids.org and hit that donate button. We so much appreciate you. We'll see you next Saturday at 3 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. Have a great week. Societal Shift, A World Without Borders and a Home Without Walls. This is the most important book you will read this year, especially if you have children or grandchildren. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by internet, more than six billion people coming together. Technology will provide many great advantages for our kids, but a world without borders for our kids is also a world without borders for pimps, predators, pedophiles, cartels, and organized crime. It is a home without walls because 87% of the kids sleep with their phone. It is the greatest societal experiment of all time. Our kids are technology geniuses and their parents are technophobic. Some are techno-impotent. New apps come with no warnings on how a predator will use them against our kids. Advancing technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, artificial intelligence, cryptocurrency, and the dark net will challenge law enforcement, teachers, and parents to keep kids safe. Recent research states that 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed with a naked photo, and 58% will meet their predator. It is indeed a societal shift, and one in which most parents are unprepared. If you are a parent or grandparent, teacher, counselor, or social worker, please take time to read Societal Shift. Only $18.99 plus $6 shipping. Order today at millionkids.org. That's millionkids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N-K-I-D-S.org. It'll be the greatest gift you can give your family and yourself. Order Societal Shift today. Million Kids takes checks and credit cards. Opal Singleton, the author, will personally sign the book and send it to you. Again, go to millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. Join Million Kids. Keep our kids safe from predators.